0: Hello, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Welcome to Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. Hello.
1: Thank you all for joining us this is an episode where we're taking time to celebrate academy award-winning composer john williams who is turning 90 years old this february
0: oh sorry our guest so this episode is damon gupton mr gupton is an accomplished actor and graduate of the Juilliard school drama division who has appeared on television film and stage some of his notable roles on television were SSA Stephen Walker on Criminal Minds and Inspector Henderson on Black Lightning. Mr. Gupta also had roles in Academy Award-winning Pills, such as Whiplash and La La Land.
1: Damon Gupta received a bachelor's degree in music education at the University of Michigan. He is also an award-winning conductor who has worked with various orchestras in the United States and around the world, including the Kansas City Symphony, San Francisco Symphony, Atlanta Symphony, Baltimore Symphony, Orchestre Mm -hmm. Philharmonique de Monte Carlo, and the NHK Orchestra of Tokyo. He is the first ever principal guest conductor of the Cincinnati Pops. Damon, welcome to Father and
2: Son of Star Wars Podcast. Thank you gentlemen, I appreciate it. Thank you for having
1: me. Uh, Thank you. I I wish I could read your entire list of accomplishments, but we've run out of time for interviews. Yeah, so we are looking forward to speaking with you and just, you know, knowing about your remarkable journey. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. Sure.
0: Okay, so were you born and raised in Detroit? Tell us about your childhood growing up there.
2: Uh, Yes, sir. I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Um, first eight years on the uh, southwest side. Then uh, maybe when I was your age to a little... So maybe college, northwest side of Detroit. So Detroit proper, because you know a lot of people that say they're from Detroit and they're not from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I grew up, mom is a, a, a lawyer now. Uh, uh, father is an electrical engineer and uh, went to Catholic middle school, Jesuit high school, um, yeah. That was kind of my my stomping grounds growing up when I was about your age, you know, playing with my Legos and learning about my Star Wars. <laughs> long time ago though, buddy. It was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: so when did your love for music begin? What instruments do you play?
2: Oh man, well, when I was about um I had to have been seven. Or so my mother came in with uh, the album to the movie Superman at the time, starring Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. It's like 1978. And um, I became fascinated by the album. Um, uh, At first, I thought, you know, I would be hearing the movie, you know, that it would be the movie on the album. But, you know, so first time I listened to it, I was a little surprised because it was just all these sounds, you know, there were so many sounds and. Um, so I, I was mad at first and I kind of put the album away cause it wasn't the film, you know? And then gradually I would put the album back on because of the music and I was like, oh man, I just listened to it over and over and over and started to create uh, my own stories, you know, based on what I thought Superman was. And so then from there, I, I said, I wanted to play an instrument and, um. I've, somehow I, I landed on the xylophone. I don't To this day, I don't know why, you know, the mallet instrument sounds like wood when you hit it, little plinky sound. I don't know how that happened. And my mother was like, no, we're not getting one of those <laughs> in the house. And she said, why don't you pick something else? And I said, well, what about a trumpet? And, you know, I thought the trumpet was the one that did this because I saw it on TV and it turns out that was a trombone. And she said, okay, you could try the trombone. And so I got a trombone. And I blew into it and I heard a completely different sound than what I thought it was, but I just stuck with it. And it turned out that that was the right instrument for me. So it was a trombone.
0: Okay, so who are your favorite classical composers and what are your favorite compositions by them?
2: Favorite classical composers? i got a couple. Uh, Tchaikovsky has always been very special to me. I like a lot of the Russian composers. So Tchaikovsky, Definitely is at the top of that list. Uh, Beethoven, I love. Um, Sibelius, I love. Uh, I mean, and it's funny, we're talking about all these composers because they could all, once you listen to some of them, you can hear some of John Williams' sound world and a lot of these different composers in terms of the drama of the music and the passion in the music. Um, but those are some of my favorite, what we would call the romantic uh, classical composers, you know, yeah.
0: Uh, when did you want to become an actor?
2: Oh man, um, well, when I was in college, I went to the University of Michigan. It's a big game tonight, go blue. So I'm representing Michigan all day, just so everybody knows. Um, uh, when I was at University of Michigan doing my undergrad in music, I was doing some plays at the time by Lorraine Hansberry Um, Every once in a while, we would do some readings by August Wilson, one of our celebrated great playwrights. Obviously, you know a lot about that being in Pennsylvania. Um, But I started to do that kind of recreationally. And um, gradually, I had some encouraging um, teachers that suggested, hey, you should try this, you know, a little more uh, fully. And when I couldn't get into grad school for conducting at the University of Michigan. I decided to go to drama school instead, and that's when I got into um, to uh, Juilliard for drama. Yeah.
0: Okay, so between acting and conducting, which career do you think is more challenging? It keeps you on your toes.
2: Uh, you know that's a great question, and honestly, the the answer is neither. They're both very different, and they both have very different challenges and they both keep you on your toes in very um, different ways i think it's very challenging to be a conductor uh, but it's also very challenging say if you ever wanted to direct a movie or i don't know if you're playing king lear eight shows a week you know um it's just different different worlds that have some similarities but they're obviously very very different different sets of challenges
1: now you love acting and conducting, and mm. you decided very early that you wanted to do both throughout your career. Did you have people who told you that you cannot do both that you had to choose between one or the other acting or composing or acting or conducting, and Absolutely. if so, um, what did you say to those people who try to pressure you to choose one?
2: Well, it's funny because that's still it's a current thing I mean it never it never kind of ends, and I think a lot of people um out of the kindness of their hearts because they want to support your endeavors and support your interests they tend to lean into that category so i've often had to fight that uh, that whole notion that you have to have one or the other um and to be honest curling it it there are times where you wish sometimes maybe this needs more focus you need more energy in this direction like you know i'm learning Return of the Jedi while shooting a television show. Quite often I'm doing both at the same time. And sometimes it's like, gee, I wish I had a single focus right now. But at the same time, I mean, come on. I mean, who gets to do, (laughs) who gets to inhabit these kinds of worlds, you know? So what I say to people um, who tell me to choose, uh, it's kind of like mind your own business, you know? (laughs) <laughs> to, to be blunt about it because at the end of the day, it's my, uh, it's my life and they're my gifts and my um, good fortune. And to honor the things that I've been uh, given in my life, I think I have to explore both paths and who knows that there could be something completely different. Uh, maybe I have, I don't know if you talk to uh, some other people, maybe I have a, a gift as a painter or something else, you know, but I think you owe it to yourself if you have a multiple set of interests to pursue everything, you know, Uh, the multi-hyphenate, as I call it, you know. So I tend to try to tune those people out, but they're there. They're they're everywhere. You you need to choose, Hmm. you know. I think I need to explore continually, you know, but that's just me.
1: And how do you schedule your time to act and conduct? Do you (laughs) Um, uh, take a certain number of months of the year and say, well, this is going to be devoted to acting and then the other months devoted to conducting?
2: You know, I wish I could. I wish it was that simple. Um, but it, it's always in flux. And I think my time on that, uh, that show, Black Lightning, there were about three years where I knew I would kind of be uh, doing something from this month to this month. Hopefully, you know, so it was kind of structured that way. And then the other time we would try to do some conducting engagements. But for the most part, it's always been up and down and you, know, you get some gigs and then find out you can't do them or you try to schedule around. It's hard. It's very challenging. And um, luckily, I've got a, a great team of reps in both uh, careers that are patient and explorative with me. So we can try to balance it, but it's very challenging. I won't, I won't, I won't, uh, pretend it's very hard. So,
1: yeah. Now you already mentioned that your introduction to John Williams music was that your mother bought the soundtrack of Superman, the movie for you to listen to. And by the way, that is actually the first soundtrack that I owned.
2: Uh, I, saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I was just curious. Now, how did your mother know that you would be interested in listening to the soundtrack to Superman the movie?
2: I think she thought the same thing I did that the that it was going to be, you know, Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman and Margot Kidder telling the story. And you know, she'd be like, "Oh, this is this will keep me quiet for a while," <laughs> you know. And I don't think she knew even what what world she was um, she was opening up, you know, what, this fantastic world. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and and then you said you listened to it and then you put it down. It wasn't for you at the moment. And then you came back to it. What was yeah. it that brought you back to listening to that soundtrack? What, what draw you back in? What drew you
2: back in? I think, the 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 musical storytelling. I was like, well, if they're not going to tell the movie, I'll tell the movie. Dun, 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 and I was Superman with the cape, and the, you know, I would take the pin and tie the cape around, and put the dish gloves on, and like I had superpowers. And yeah, I began to tell the stories, and I think that was very important. And one of the important things about obviously Mr. Williams' music is the the incredible storytelling in in those bars and then those sounds and those rhythms and those moods It's really extraordinary. So yeah, he's um, a very special musical influence.
1: Okay. And we talked about Superman, the movie, are there any other soundtracks or scores
2: that interest you uh, composed by John Williams? Absolutely. Uh, well, from Superman, I went on to Empire Strikes Back because that lined up age-wise, you know. And, of course, The Empire Strikes Back, to me, is still the best of the Star Wars movies and the most dramatic. So Empire led to Jedi, and then in between you had E.T., all the Indiana Jones um, scores, I think Raiders, obviously, but Temple of Doom was more when I was, you know, what, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in there. And, um, yeah, they, they, they all just kind of, Spun right into each. Other. Space Camp. That was another one. That's still one of my favorite ones. It doesn't get done a lot, but I love Space Camp. And um, yeah, so although I was actually listening to more of those than classical music at the time, that was my introduction to orchestra was John Williams. I didn't get into Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, and all that stuff until high school. So you know, I had a good couple of years of just movies for it. Yeah.
1: And, and then when you were going to uh, the University of Michigan for music school, were you uh, asked to perform any of John Williams' compositions or was it just strictly classical compositions and classical it, com- classical composers?
2: It was. It was all classical. And, yeah. and actually, um, we did a Halloween concert once and played Raiders of the Lost Ark and I lost my mind. And I was just I was a kid in a candy store. You know, yam, dun, dun, Done, you know, i you know, because at the time that music wasn't always available, you know. So um, mm-hmm. now you can get it and you can buy the scores. And but I was a kid, couldn't get a hold of that stuff, you know. So I actually got to do it. They were like, "Man, you're like super, way too excited." I'm like, "Yeah, you don't understand. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark." Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it, you know, as you're talking about these scores, you know, it sounds so much like me when I was growing up because that's yeah. what I used to do is, well, that's what I still do is collect his scores. I don't have all of them yet, but yeah, oh. I used to, you know, when I was younger, like I said, the first soundtrack was Superman and then came Raiders of the Lost Ark and then E.T. Um, oh. had those actual albums. And, you know, I was familiar with the, you know, the other scores, The Empire Strikes Back. And I agree with you to me, That is his best
2: score, you know, uh, as uh, my score, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Yeah, Empire is, I mean, it's extraordinary. And I I conducted that two years ago now in Cincinnati. um, And, you know, again, kid, kid in a candy store moment. But it was even all the more impressive when you realize the breadth and scope of all the music he composed. For one film there's so much music in that film and you know it's is these movies don't exist without their music you know they just don't and um so i'm right there with you and i did i did see that about you when i watched some of the earliest stuff you did i was like oh he gets it i know he.
1: yeah and, and <laughs> you know it's unfortunate that i didn't know anybody else in my age group who loved soundtracks as much as i did so it was kind of odd for me to say yeah well I listen to, to, to film scores and when you say that to people most most people were what, what does that mean what do you mean film scores You I mean like why do you right. to that that's so boring and you know I used right. to have a roommate who, you know would, it who well back then you know when I was in college yeah. I had a roommate and he was not interested he was not into it he would shut his door yeah. when I played my music loud uh, yeah. born on the fourth of July soundtrack
2: Oh wow. <laughs> wow! But I loved
0: it. So that's the original Oscar. Okay,
2: that's actually I'm I'm doing music from that for the first time in this concert in February. I've never done Fourth of July, and that's beautiful. beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, yeah, beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, take us to the moment of your life when you were like, "I was born to do this." It was the best moment of your career, the entire. The entire orchestra knocked that out of the park and they played perfectly. You got a big standing ovation. Everybody cheered. You took a breath, looked out, looked out, listened to all the cheers and said, this is it. This is my calling.
2: Mm. You know what, buddy? I um. I don't think I've had that moment. I don't, you know, I think um. gradually I think I've always oh, said oh I'd like to do this I'm gonna try this I'm gonna do this and so, wow this feels good I'm enjoying this form of expression you know and communication but I don't know if I've ever had a moment where like everything's perfect and Every the orchestra played perfectly and this is it you know I think that's um, it's a fantasy you know and i think it's a good fantasy for a lot of people but i don't know if i've had it like that you know to be honest it's just i've been very fortunate to have so many uh, wonderful experiences and just built upon each one so yeah, yeah. i have was uh, had, i'm curious have you had a moment like that you know where you like ah this is it worked out yeah
0: <laughs> what everything worked out
2: yeah right Right.
1: Yeah. I. You know, I, I guess it, you know, you're right, you know, because you're you know, you're one person conducting um, 80, 90 piece orchestra, you know, and you have in your mind how things should go. It may not always work out the way you expected it to. Um, but, you know, it's just wanted to know that maybe at the end of a session or at the end of a, a concert, you know, you just got this roaring standing ovation. And, you know, you just said, this is what you were born to do. This is what you wanted to do.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was taking a look at your Instagram and I noticed that uh, there were two photos that I wanted to talk about. You had one photo. I hope you remember uh, where and when you took those photos. I want to talk about it. One was with George Lucas. Mm. And you had another photo with the maestro himself, John Williams. Can you tell us? Uh, where you were and how it came out you had these photos taken? In 20, uh,
2: 2016, 2017, the Shaw Foundation had a gala. And, you know, Mr. Spielberg started the Shaw Foundation um, in direct ties to Schindler. And and they were having a gala and everybody was there. Harrison Ford and Spielberg and John Williams and... Um, So luckily, I I have an old family friend who worked for Melody Hobson, who is uh, very close to, obviously, Mr. Lucas. And she invited me and my mouth, you know, fell on the floor and we go to the, uh, I forget it was downtown, not the Chinese theater, but it was downtown somewhere. And I walk in the room and, you know, as I'm just literally walking in the room at the center table is... John Williams, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas sitting there. And I'm not kidding, my eyes watered, you know, because here are these three gentlemen who are kind of heavily responsible for me doing everything I do with my life. You know, like, there they were. And so after the gala, because John Williams conducted an orchestra there, they had a they performed clips and Schindler's and Raider, they played all this stuff. And, you know, I have got this smile on my face the whole night. And I said, do I go up to, you know, I didn't want to, you know, do I go up for a picture? And and uh, my friend, uh, family friend, old family friend, Jamie said, yep, come on, I'm taking you up there. And, you know, I'm like the kid in the candy store, kind of shaking and I go up and uh, my John Williams, I had met before on like an Aspen Music Festival and other places, but Lucas, I mean, come on, man, Spielberg, you know. And um, so I get up and I meet George Lucas and, um, you know, kind of thank him like all of us do <laughs> for his incredible contribution to our fantasy and lives, you know, and, um, you know, very nice and whatever. And Spielberg sits Spielberg's hand, which was, also extraordinary. Couldn't get a picture with Spielberg, which I'm kind of kicking myself to this day. And then, of course, I got the very last picture with John Williams, um, with the maestro, which I had never been able to do before. I had met him, but I didn't have a picture. And he remembered me and we talked a little bit and um, you know, magic, mate. Right? I mean, you just kind of see, everybody see their picture. Those The people that know me, they see that picture and they look and they say, man, they, they, they can see me kind of like there's like a, you're trying to keep it cool, you know, but there's, there was no cool in it. I was just a kid and my eyes had dried up by then, though. So, yeah, magical night. That's an incredible story. Yeah.
0: Man. Okay, so how are you using your music education to give back to the next generation of musicians?
2: That's a great question. And to be honest with you, not enough. Um, I've got some concerts coming up with some young people, uh, the Boston University uh, Tanglewood Institute, um, maybe a return to Kenhaven Music Camp, which is for for youngsters in high school, middle school. And honestly, this is my first time in a long time being able to get back around the youth. Um, So... I've been so busy in the other worlds that I haven't had enough time to focus on that. So you know, I'll, have, I'll have more to report for you after that. you know. But that's something I obviously need to do, especially back, maybe back home in Detroit, get more involved. Yeah, great question. On December
1: 29th and the 30th, Damon Gupton will conduct Star Wars Return of the Jedi live with the Cincinnati Pops Orchestra. Then on February 4th to the 6th, Mr. Gupton will conduct the Cincinnati Pops performing the music of John Williams in celebration of the composer's 90th
2: birthday. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so uh, where can people find you on social media?
2: Uh, Well, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter, so people can find me there. Right.
1: And before we close, I just wanted to uh, talk about your moving commencement address that you gave to your alma mater back in Yeah. And there was uh, something that you said that really resonated with me. And I wanted Keith to read it because I wanted him to understand what it meant.
0: Uh, Okay, so it's right here. Become a multi-hyphenate. If you have multiple gifts, use them. Don't bury your talents by letting other people define you or confine you their prescription for your life.
1: Yeah. And I, I just thought that was beautiful what you said
2: wow thank you man thank you so much for that and thank you Pete. that's wow thank you for, for reminding me of that thank you
1: yeah damon gupton the multi-talented actor and, compo- and i'm sorry damon gupton the multi-talented actor and conductor it is truly a pleasure to have you on our podcast damon i know we've been waiting a long time to get you here and the moment is finally here so thank
2: you so much oh uh, thank you what an honor and i love i've loved watching you guys and i Watched a good couple of the episodes, and I just love what you what you bring into this discussion and forum. And I do look forward to meeting you personally. You know, so I hope to see you in uh, February or whenever. Yes. Know, when it, yeah.
0: yeah. By the way, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel, Father, Son, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts at Father, Son, Galaxy. And be sure to check out our website, FatherSongalaxy.com.
1: Thank you again, Damon okay. Goffton, the multi actor and conductor. Thank you so much. Um,
2: Thank you all. Send me, a, send me a, a link to this so I can post it so everybody can see, you know, what we did. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you Thank, once again. All right. All right. I appreciate y'all. Okay.
1: Yes, please. Um, Just that is it, everyone. Um, Thank you for joining us. Take care, and we will see you again.
2: Everybody, thank
1: you.